Welcome to NFL Draft Talk, folks, because it is NFL Draft Week here on the Locked On Network. And if you're a Boston College fan, there's one name you're going to be watching for, Zay Flowers. Today, I'm going to tell you some of the places the prognosticators have him going. Is he going to end up at your team, with your team? You're going to want to hear. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to Draft Week coverage here on Locked On BC. And there's one man we want to talk the most about, and that's Probably the only guy on BC that's going to get drafted, and that is wide receiver Zay Flowers. Now, if you've been following along, Flowers, who set all sorts of records in the uh, his final season with BC and basically his career, is setting himself up a first-round draft pick, the first ever Boston College wide receiver drafted, and the first to ever go in the first round. Now, as we watch, there are plenty of teams that would love to have Zay Flowers. But as Mitch Wolf has said on our podcast, there are some teams that don't have the um, the right um, allocation of where he's going to land. Like, you're not going to have him going to a team that's drafting, like, to the Carolina Panthers. They're going to go for a quarterback, right? There's other teams that don't need him or need other things more. I think the Patriots are a perfect example of that. Great fits. And yeah, we here at Locked On, we have some thoughts on who they're gonna the, they're gonna be. And later this week we'll have Mitch Wolf join us and he's gonna give us his thoughts. He's gonna be on Wednesday. You're gonna get a chance or Thursday before the draft. And then on the night of the draft, we're gonna go live to talk about Zay's new home. Now, I wanted to go through the mocks. Mock drafts. Are, are a crazy beast, right? It's a bunch of writers who are just kind of guessing at what's going to happen in the draft. And there's guys out there that are good at this stuff. I mean, there's guys that can figure things out. Um, as a Patriots fan, there's guys that have no clue. And if you can figure out what Bill Belichick is going to do, good, you know, you, you've, you've got another future as a, um, as a, as a fortune teller, if that's the case, but, I wanted to go around and look at what these mock drafts are saying, what they're thinking about where Zay could ha- uh, could land. So I picked out about eight of them, and I'm going to go through each one uh, and kind of give you a lowdown. So let's start with the NFL Network. NFL had Eric Edholm give his draft, and he has Zay going number – I just lost it. Where did he go? 18 to the Chiefs. All right, he's got a projected trade here. Uh, You know, sometimes trades happen, sometimes they don't. And here's what he said about Zay. And with the the KC draft crowd goes crazy, he says. The Chiefs might need to leapfrog a number of wide receiver-hungry teams to land Flowers if he's in 18 overall, could feel high for Flowers. But this is right where he ranked in my top 100 prospect list. And GM Brett Veach has picks to burn. Flowers would be a clear upgrade to Miko Hardman. And from the Lions' perspective, trading down with Bijan Robinson still on the board would be an interesting litmus test for their hit. We said this on last week's podcast. 
Zay Flowers to the Chiefs is unfair. Unfair, right? Like, you get him out there with Patrick Mahomes, my gosh, he's going to have a special season. So that's where one team. Interesting trade, though, right? Like, you you wouldn't expect the Chiefs to move up to get Zay, but it makes a lot of sense because they've got a lot going on on that team. When you get a special player like Zay out there, you go out there and you make the move, especially if you have the draft capital to do it. So that was an interesting one, I thought. Now, let's go to ESPN. ESPN's insane. Let's just go with that to start this off. They did a seven-round mock draft. Seven freaking rounds of just guessing. That's like, what is it, 300 and something picks? How do you, How I mean, how is that going to ever be accurate, right? But they're going to have fun with it. That's part of the fun of this stuff, right? Where do they have Zay going? They have him going to a team that is very popular, I've seen, in terms of mock drafts, and that's the Baltimore Ravens in 22. Now, Baltimore just Beckham Jr. And to me, when they signed Odell, it was kind of a sign to Lamar Jackson, like, hey, we're taking this seriously. Now, you, you surround Lamar with Odell Beckham Jr., and you give him Zay Flowers, I think that trade demand is going to go away pretty quickly because now you've got some weapons around you. You're not asked to be everything. I mean, Baltimore, it's been years since they've had a legit, was it? I mean, I don't know if you want to consider Steve Smith, but it's been a while since they've had a legitimate number one wide receiver. If you bring in Zay, you have two really good wide receivers. And I know they've got a couple guys on there that would fit in nicely at three and four. So that makes a lot of sense too. So that's twenty. That's at twenty-two to the Ravens. Now, uh, the Daily News uh, had Pat Leonard give his top twenty, uh, his top, um, sorry, his mock draft as well. And I hope you guys are enjoying going through these as much as I am because I this one was this one surprised me. Uh, it was it was number twenty-nine, and that is to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and I don't know if this is a trade. I, I'm sorry. I don't know the NFL, tr- like the order, but it says it's from the 49ers through the Dolphins. I don't know if that's a him making a mock trade or if that's a trade or what it is. It says new quarterback, Derek Carr needs more weapons. The Saints defense can use help too, but flowers can help in the slot and in the vertical passing game. I mean, all these options so far are home runs, right? For Zay, like if you're just thinking of where Zay could be like successful, yeah, getting him with Derek Carr would be good. Getting him in on turf indoors all the time would also be really good because you know that that really explodes the effectiveness of some of these wide receivers. So that's another one, uh, another different choice. So as you're seeing right now, all these mock drafts, and I didn't just pick and choose. I picked out like nine right away, and if they doubled up, that was okay. CBS had a pick. Uh, this is the earliest I think I've seen him. And it, it's after the trade of what happened on Tuesday where Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. They have Zay Flowers going at pick number 13 to the Green Bay Packers. Of any pick so far that, that I don't like, this would be it. Because Jordan Love is not a established wide receiver uh, quarterback yet. I want I want Zay at a school at a yeah, school at a team that is established and get on the ball like the Chiefs, right? He's going to go in there. He'll be effective immediately. I don't want him going to a team that has no quarterback and then they they can't throw the football because you know th- it, there's other issues. So for me, I don't I don't like this though. The fact that it would be Zay and AJ Dillon, that on the other hand, whew, 
if you're a BC fan, that that's a that's a pairing of two of the best players and two of the most likable players BC's had in the last ten years. So in that sense, if you're like just like from a BC, like I'm a rooting fan, that that right there, and Isaiah McDuffie's there too. So you've got a lot of BC uh, roots there in Green Bay. Um, one of the names that also comes up is Chris Sims, uh, who I know a lot of uh, fans, I mean, writers don't particularly care for. I know Mitch is not the biggest fan of. Has him going to the Chargers, which again, good fit. Justin Herbert, a good throwing quarterback. Puts him with Zion Johnson. Two, it Would the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, go with two BC players in back-to-back years in the first round? That'd be pretty crazy. So that's that's a last my last mock. Where do you think? I didn't see him with the Patriots. I was I, I was surprised I didn't see him listed with the Cowboys or the Giants. I thought those would be teams, or even the Seahawks. Those were some teams that like were really into him at points, um, but they weren't listed on any of these uh, mock drafts. So interesting thoughts. Um, my personal opinion, I'll give it on Thursday. I'm gonna make you hold out. But I thought there was some really di- like a wide variety, and these were again I didn't like cut out that were draft mocks that were double. These were literally like the first seven I looked at. I looked for like the the high profile uh, sites, and they all had different things. So it kind of leaves you where Zay is going to be. It's like who who the heck knows? Now in our second segment, we're going to go back to the BC football team and look at the breaking news that came out on Monday about a new transfer, and I'll tell you a little bit about him and what he could bring to the Eagles. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, folks, if you know the site, you know that we're all about FanDuel. With grand slams, no hitters, and double plays that are back, and there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't, if you don't win. Yesterday's show, I was saying I loved Raphael Devers, and I I was saying you could pick a home run. If you did that when I said to do it, you listened to AJ, you would have won because he hit a home run that I think is still uh, in orbit over um, Baltimore. But don't listen to me for gambling advice. I'm telling you, do not because I'm hit or miss. I, I could get my my stuff here and there, but I'm not. I don't. I, I would feel guilty if you lost on one of my bets. But don't miss. Your chance to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official betting partner, sports official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you, Locked On's NFL mock draft special is here and is bigger than ever. Follow along as all 32 teams first picks in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience only on Locked On. That only that Locked On can deliver. All episodes are now available on the Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, folks, we are heading into the NFL, out of the NFL draft, and into. Sorry about that. We're getting into the NFL draft and going to the uh, opening sound. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I wanted to get into. BC football who made a new uh, they landed a new transfer on Monday defensive tackle Caleb Jones out of NCA and T committed to BC on his social media page 
Now, Caleb was on campus this last week. You can see the picture. He's standing in the end zone right there um, with his pinky near his mouth. I know that's a sign for something. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, you know what I'm, I'm showing right now. He's a 6-1 nose tackle. He played last year for NCANT, which is a HBCU part of the Big South Conference. Um, uh, he's kind of under the radar, right? He played in 11 games for the Aggies with two and a half sacks, nine solo tackles, and 16 total tackles. Uh, he considered Morgan State Army and Georgetown before signing with the Aggies. But what was interesting about him, he won back-to-back Virginia State titles with in six, Conference 6A and was named the 6A Defensive Player of the Year in his final high school season with 88 tackles, 47 tackles for loss, and 13 sacks. Now, NCANT, which is interesting, this is the second guy BC has landed from NCANT this year, uh, but Biashan Bialsal Tutin, who went, who ended up flipping to Virginia Tech at the last moment, was also from NCAT. So uh, clearly the staff likes the film for some of these kids that are out there. Uh, but why is BC going, why did they get Caleb Jones? You know, it's a smaller school. You know, I think BC's looking at depth right now. They're looking at make sure that they have depth at every key position so that they can weather injuries and have guys that can go out there. And it won't be a, a catastrophic um, walk off a ledge if a guy goes down. Jones is good. I know the staff feels very highly about the, about him. Um, and I think they're excited to have him on campus. He's there, and I'm sure he's going to battle to start. But more than anything, he's an insurance policy. If you watch that spring game, if you watch spring game from a couple weeks ago, there were players that weren't playing, and a lot of them were on the defensive line. You were missing... Nigel Tate, who's now he's been injured, I feel, for three years straight. I don't know. I hope hopefully it's okay. Uh, but he missed all last year. He was out of out of uh uniform again. He was out. Owen oh, Stodmeyer was out. I saw Ty Clemens on crutches. Um, I'm sure I'm missing another defensive tackle, but there was a lot of guys out. Um, and I don't know what the extent of the injury because that medical stuff is usually pretty private at the college level, and unless the coaches talk about it, you're gonna get and you're, and you're gonna get the um, their day to day a lot, <laughs> not, and that's not just the staff. It's a lot of sports. You get that right. So you bring in Jones. You have another guy that's played that they think you know. Obviously, if you they thought the film was good enough to bring him in, you have him as as depth. And as we saw last year with Halfley too, he likes to cycle guys in and out. So you have another guy that you can plug in. You find out what his, his strong suit is, whether it's against the run or pass um, given his size, I'm guessing it would be proper those first three downs, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but that's where he's at. I think this is a, a, a fine get. This is not a, um, this is not a huge uh, game changer for BC, but it's a solid pickup. I don't think there's anything wrong with this. And it just continues to add depth. I think that's, what we saw the last couple of years that BC lacked is, is is established depth at a lot of different positions that hopefully through the transfer portal, we're seeing guys like, especially in that secondary, the offensive line, they're bringing in guys that have played and they think they need that. So I think this is a good one. Now, in terms of other football news, I saw a couple things that I thought were worth sharing. Steve Lubisher, who was, uh, we talked about, I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, a, a safety for BC. He was a backup one of the backup safeties last year, he entered the transfer portal and he ended up at 
Bowling Green. So he's playing with Scott Leffler, former Boston off college offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't know how many BC players have transferred to Bowling Green. CJ Lewis did last year. Matt McDonald was their quarterback for a couple of years. It's, it's a good spot. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Hopefully Lubashir, um, well, you know, he was back up on a backup safety last year. Hopefully he will find some playing time. I think that's a good spot for him. Um, and I think that's it for football news. I think that was it for uh, uh, where things are at. Um, no transfers out. If you just a total side note, I don't know if anyone's been watching. I, I BC folks completely freak out a lot about guys entering the transfer portal. Has anyone checked out what's going on? My gosh. Uh, they, I, I think they've had 17 players enter the transfer portal since the end of the spring game a week ago. That's insane. This team, I, I good luck. With, I, I'm sure Dion's going to bring in guys, but can you plug together a team with just transfer portal? Like literally his whole team is going to be transfer portal guys. They've never played before. It's going to be an interesting experiment. He, it might work. Who knows? It could also be a complete disaster. But I just, I was just thinking about that. I, I just, I was watching along uh, on my phone. I have um, 247's transfer portal uh, Twitter account. I have it on alert. So it tells me when a player enters. So I, any player, I just know about it, right? I saw, I was just watching. I was like, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. And it's like, man, they're having some issues out there. But that's, what, I guess that's what happens when he just basically told the roster that, you know, I'm bringing my own guys. Just you can enter the portal. He's, he's, he's reaping what he sowed. Now, in our final segment, let's talk a little baseball again. Two days in a row, and I got some good news as BC has their ranking, and we'll get into that in a little bit of scheduling changes that you're going to want to know about. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. Again, we hit 1,000 subscribers over the weekend, and I want to thank each and every one of you. If you missed our last episode, I thanked you, but I want to thank you all again. I can't believe that we're a Boston college podcast that has a thousand subscribers. Okay. I think the main, the BC account only has five and we're just, we're podcasting. We're, we're right up there. Right. And it's because of you that I do this. And I want to thank each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, hit, hit subscribe. If you haven't done it already or hit the like button. And uh, for every, every day or out there, you, you are the folks that listen every single day. Whether it's the middle of the summer, middle of the football season, you're an everyday or you're a locked on. Thank you too. Okay. And if you become more everydayers, because I like to shout you out. And if you are and then you want to get shouted out, you can go into the chat box right now. If I haven't shouted you out, I will at the end of the episode. Now, BC baseball, as we said on yesterday's show, go back and check it out if you haven't checked it out. Historic weekend. They go into Chapel Hill, they beat a team three straight times that they have not won against on the road. It was incredible, right? We, we talked all about that it, after getting swept by Louisville, getting mercy ruled by Yukon. Ugh, that, that was, that was hard to, to swallow, right? They go ahead and they went three straight against number 16 and the pollsters. They listened. They were watching. BC is now up to number 11 in the country. Again, second highest ranking I think they've had. I think they were up to seven at one point. They are, the, it, it, everything is clicking back into place, right? You know, teams, no team other than like, you know, those juggernauts in the SEC and football and sometimes some basketball teams are going to be perfect. But baseball especially, 
you don't get teams that are just going to go and be a complete horse through the whole season. Most teams, unless they're completely elite, are going to have maybe a, a, a lull. I, I, I go back to the 2003 Reds, uh, 2004 Red Sox. I was watching that team. They were they went through a really bad slump in July. And then they figured it out, put it all together after that trade deadline that sent Nomar out um, and brought in Orlando Cabrera and Dave Roberts and um, I forget who the third guy they traded for, but they brought in more guys. BC is in this moment where they just rode a wave where they struggled and they still came out on top. Now, I was hoping to get continue on their momentum that this week they'd get two midweek games that they could easily win to get pat in some more wins before they head home to for a big series against Clemson that they need to really win. Unfortunately, Tuesday's game against uh, URI has been postponed. Now, I don't know what I'm missing because I was looking um on my weather app and I saw nothing and I'm looking at it right now. So it's not that I'm crazy. I just looked in at at a random uh, Rhode Island town and for Tuesday, it says partly sunny all day. So I don't know what's going on with Rhode Island. I don't know if they got, you know, if there's like an illness or something happened, but the game has been postponed and it sucks because you want BC just to continue to pile up these wins. So you're going to have to wait till Wednesday. So it's going to be one day off. Um, and then they'll go back to Wednesday where they play UMass Lowell. That should be a, a, a good win. And then this weekend you get Clemson at home. And again, as I said, hopefully this will be a very crowded game. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there on Sunday. Hopefully the weather is going to be good then too. It's looking like rain. So, um, Hopefully, maybe things will go back to uh, being a little bit nicer. But I, I hope BC continues to you know play very well. Uh, they are doing. I'm pulling up as we speak. Um, let's see. I wanted to find what their projections are. Okay, so I went to go look at um, the postseason projection because that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. And BC is hosting again, according to this. They're a one seed. And if they were to host, they would host against Central Connecticut, UConn again, and Northeastern. That would be a hell of a, a hell of a bracket. Northeastern was is like, like 31 and four or something like right now. UConn blew out BC and Central Connecticut is Central Connecticut. So it, that's where the projections are right now for baseball. Now, thank you all so much. Again, later this week, we'll have Mitch on. We're going to go live after Zay gets drafted. So, I mean, literally, like, once his name is announced, I'm going to probably have to write something really quick, but I'm going to jump right on this podcast and talk about that pick. And, and Mitch will be with me to talk about what that means for that team and where how Zay will fit in. So, hopefully, you'll enjoy that. Thank you. Thank you all. Marty Party had one last thought, and I want to get to it. And I think he said, really like that half had an epiphany that it is now embracing the portal. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think nine. So Caleb Jones is now nine players. They've entered, um, landed in the portal. I think they landed three last year, if I remember correctly. So yeah. And, and they're not done. I'm telling you folks, there's a couple guys out there. Um, if you're on two, four, seven and you're an insider, you know exactly who I'm talking about. There's at least one coming on campus next weekend. 
And there's one more that um, I can't talk about. So hopefully we'll hear more about that one later. Uh, I'm sorry. Can't do it. But we'll, if you're an insider at Eagle Insider, you can get all that info. Sign up now. I've been, I've been scooping everything on there. So go over to Eagle Insider. Sign up for a cup of coffee a, a day. I mean, not a day. Cup of coffee a month. This is AJ Black. I'm heading out. Thank you all again who have made us your top, your everyday listen, your one of our 1,000s out there. I want to thank each and every one of you. We'll be back again tomorrow, hopefully with some more news, some more insight, everything you enjoy about Locked On BC. We'll be back again with that. This is AJ Black. Have a terrific Tuesday and rocket, guys. We'll see you soon.